Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, and relationship coach. I am also a Christian who for years grew up in a religion that taught me to fear God instead of have a relationship with God. It wasn't until I lost my religion and developed a relationship with God that I was able to understand how much God really loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different path and a different journey to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Finding God Podcast. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Our guest this week is Stephanie Van Allen. Stephanie is amazing. She is a fitness instructor, and she also has a YouTube channel that helps to feed starving kids. Yeah, I know. That is amazing. In the interview, Stephanie and I talk a lot about how hearing God's voice telling you to do something and how obeying when God tells you to do something or prompts you to do something is very important. And she also talks about how she heard God's leading in her life. So without further ado, here's the interview that I did with Stephanie Van Allen. Stephanie, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. I am so excited to have you as a guest on the podcast. And I do have a couple of questions that I'd like to ask you. Um, My first question is, what was your childhood like? So I am one of five brothers and sisters and grew up in South Florida and had a, a great upbringing, loving family in a Christian home. And I, I pretty much knew the Lord since I was, was little, but didn't have the relationship that I have now. So that's interesting. So you knew God ever since you were little, explain to me a little bit more, like how you knew God, like what was it about him that had such an impact on you at such a young age? Well, I, my father was a big influence in that. So, you know, he, he did the male role of leading the family and pointing us to Christ. So I understood having a God that was a heavenly father. And then I understood the role of a loving Jesus pretty much when I went to college, I feel like, because that's when I actually started reading my Bible. So you you get a lot when you read the Bible. I didn't really do that until college. And then I was like, oh, I like this Jesus guy. Um, And it wasn't until I started up the fitness mission that I understood the Holy Spirit, which I know we'll talk about later. Absolutely. So you knew about God when you were a child and everything. So How did he fit into your life when you became an adolescent, going into your teenage years? Well, teenage years are tough. And middle school is tough. And I can't even imagine it now because I I went through that in the 90s. So now they've got all the social media. I can't even imagine going through it then, you know, nowadays. But if I didn't have that, that friend, Jesus as a friend, it would have been very difficult because there are times when it is very lonely 
to be a teenager out there by yourself moving through life, but knowing that you have a friend who is always forgiving, always there for you, gets you through the the tough parts of the teenage years. So that was a beautiful relationship that I wish I had even more looking Mm -hmm. back, but um, don't we all? Yeah, so give me an example of a time in your teenage years where you had an experience where you felt like, okay, God is letting me know that he's here. I went on a trip called Outward Bound. I actually won a scholarship for it. And they send you out into the wilderness and with a guide, but you are, there is no restrooms. There is no tents. It is just, you know, your, your, whatever you can carry on your back for about two weeks and the majority of the group, about half the group, were hardcore camping people. And the other half of the group were kids who had gotten into a lot of trouble. And their parents are like, you're going on this trip and you're going to you know, get yourself into shape. And then there was me who just saw an advertisement for, hey, you could get a free scholarship to go do this. And there I was, the you know little cheerleader from high school that just popped in and said, I want to do this. And so I remember feeling really lost. I hadn't slept in two nights. There was bugs crawling across my belly and things like that. And I remember just being in sobbing tears and uh, I wasn't used to the silence. And when we had that silence and stillness, I think it was the first time I actually started trying to listen to the Lord rather than just before any prayer, it was just me speaking. And as we know, as friends, if you're just talking and not listening, Um, you know, you miss half the conversation. And I started hearing him say, this is a beautiful time for us to connect. And it opened up the door for me to be able to kind of listen to the Lord. That's amazing. Because sometimes you're right, like everything that's going on, it is hard sometimes to listen. It's easier to pray. But taking that time to listen is always more difficult because of life and how busy it is. So I think it's beautiful that during that time, that was the time where God was like, okay, so now it's time for us to connect. That is awesome. And I can see why that would be a time where you would specifically remember it because that's God's way of talking to you and connecting with you on a more personal level. So as you got older, um, when did you realize that it was more about having a relationship with God more so than following all the traditions and everything else? Definitely in later college. So when I first went to college, I went crazy. And, you know, we walk away from the Lord. And even though my heart was still with the Lord, my, I was with, I was in the world. I had been in a home that was very conservative and with uh, a lot of parental helicoptering. And so I got to college and said, I'm free and uh, went a little crazy and found it very unfulfilling. And that's when I had a lot of guilt for how, like the behavior that I had, because I did grow up knowing God. And um, so to see myself just kind of drift like that, um, it wasn't, it was unbecoming of who I was um, and my character. And that's when I started actually reading the Bible and finding that forgiveness and finding that connection. And then I met my husband's senior year of college who was a brand new believer. And, you know, that can be either you're starting out and you're just tipping into things, or you can have that new believer's heart that is just on fire and craving the Lord. And so I think the fact that I met him at that time when he was just so excited to to meet 
um, Jesus in a real personal way um, that, you know, that really, really grew my relationship with the Lord. That's awesome because I kind of, what you're saying resonates because when I was in college, I did the same thing. And I guess it's just part of growing up. And like you said, especially if you grew up in like a conservative religious home, of course, you're going to like spread your wings a little bit, fly because you never had an opportunity to do that. And I also had like remorse, like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Or, you know, I remember there were times I'd go to clubs and I'd come back and I'd just be praying like, God, I'm so sorry. You know, so I totally get what you're saying. And I had a similar experience where it wasn't until I started reading the Bible for myself. But I just, you're right. You get so much. You can listen to it all day long. People can preach it to you all the time. But when you sit down and actually read it and understand what you're reading, you get a totally different view of the Bible, God, Jesus, all of it. It's just so different when you actually put in the time to read it. Yep. So you mentioned you and your husband, you got married at a time when he was excited, you were starting to come around and get to know God on a deeper level. So how was that? How did that work for you guys? Did you guys work together or did you do this separately and then come together or like, how did that work? Well, for starters, our first conversation was we got into a, a godly conversation the after our first date. And so it took a lot of that where you would normally be, and I dated a lot in college, so um, that was very unusual for me. Usually you're just kind of doing that small talk, get to know you, and all of a sudden we just, that we cut right into, you know, the deep stuff, and it really connected us on um, a much more intimate level very early on, and then we both kind of knew very shortly after we met each other that we were meant to be together, and um, you know, we're celebrating 14 years of marriage this, um, this December. So congratulations. Thank you. Um, but I would say that one of the biggest things that really grew both of our faith, um, we had been going to church together when we moved back to this area from, you know, away from college and our pastor kept saying, Hey, you need to get involved. You, you're doing this as a movie theater experience is what he'd always say. You're coming to the movies and, you know, we go in, listen to the sermon and then head out and don't get involved. So a pastor just kept pushing us. And he says, I see leadership in you guys. You need to host a small group. And he was relentless. So finally we're like, okay, we'll do it. And quite honestly, that was the biggest thing that ever happened for me really developing a, a walk with the Lord, because all of a sudden we invited a whole bunch of couples into our home that were all, all had very young children. I had to think of about a seven month old at the time. And um, we were all on about the same page, wanting to grow, wanting our kids to grow up in the faith with a personal relationship. And when you have to prepare leader as a leader, when you have to prepare for guiding a group, it forces you to have to grow yourself. And then being in connection with other believers, I have a lot of great friends that are not believers and they're wonderful people and I love them. There is something very unique and special though about getting in a, having people that understand your relationship with the Lord and can, uh, you know, iron sharp as iron and just lift each other up. Uh, that really made a difference in my walk with the Lord. That's amazing. And I heard you say that you wanted your kids to grow up and have a personal relationship with God, which I found to be very interesting because a lot of people don't think that way. They're just like, we want our kids to be Christians. We want them to be good Christians. But 
it's very rare that I hear someone say, I want my kid to have a personal relationship with God. So that means that they want them to have a relationship and not just follow rules and everything. And I think that is awesome. And I have to admit, you are right, because when you have to actually study and prepare things to talk to people, it does help you with your walk with God because you're reading. You know that, okay, well, I have to do this thing. You know, I have this thing coming up in my house. I have to get ready. I have to study. It actually, it does help a lot. I know that since I've been doing the podcast, I was reading and studying before, but I've been doing more of it because it's like when you talk to people about God, you have to know what you're talking about. You have to have a relationship with him as well. And for me, all the reading is about getting to know God better. And it's funny because no matter how many times I read the same verse or how many times I hear the same story over, each time I read it has like a different meaning. I get something different from it. So yeah, I totally get how you would get closer to God because of having this group in your house. Yep. So you mentioned earlier that it was funny because you mentioned things in different stages. So you're like, you first, you knew about God when you were a kid. Then when you got to college, you learned more about Jesus because you were studying and reading your Bible. And then you said, once you were a fitness trainer, you learned about the Holy Spirit. Tell me about that. How did you learn about the Holy Spirit from being a fitness trainer? So... I have taught fitness classes for since college, actually. It was what I called the hobby I got paid for. <laughs> now, now it's the job that I pay to do. Um, <laughs> but it, uh, it was something that always just brought me a lot of joy. I'm a speech pathologist by trade, but this was something that I, I always loved. And so in 2020, when my classes got canceled, uh, because of COVID. So obviously all the gyms closed down, couldn't teach. My family and I started teaching Facebook live classes just for fun and something to do, get us active. And my husband's aunt thought that they were really fantastic. And she thought, oh, you know what? You guys should start a YouTube channel and make uh, fitness classes. So she didn't talk to me about that. She just up and mailed us a box of fancy equipment and said, here, you're going to do this. So I looked at my husband and I said, I love her. She's a wonderful person, but absolutely not. Um, don't have time. Don't want to do it. Don't know anything about that space. Don't want to do that. Uh-uh. So we had it in a box to ship back, but we weren't going out like everybody else. So, you know, that box was just sitting on the counter. But it was right across um, from where I was doing a, a study with my mom's group with my church. Now, normally we did very topical things. We didn't go too deep. It was meant to be an inclusive group that could really invite in moms who maybe, you know, with the boxing gloves down, could come to a church in a safe environment. But because of COVID, we weren't meeting in person. We were doing a, uh, a an in-depth prayer study about learning to listen to the Holy Spirit talking. And that's way deeper than we would ever normally go. And so the whole, uh, the whole point of this book series by, I don't know if you've heard the author, Mark Batterson, but Mark Batterson um, and we were following and learning how to listen to what the Lord was calling you to do, not just ha asking the Lord to bless what, what you, what your plans were. And so as we were going through the study, I kept feeling so weird. It just, it just kept coming to me. You're supposed to do this channel. And I was looking over at that box and I was like, but I don't want to God. I'm a very good speech pathologist. Like make me do something with that, you know? And 
So I was like, okay, the whole point of this study is to, to try to follow the prompting of the spirit. But remember at this point, I didn't even know what that meant. Um, but I was trying to explore what that meant. And so I'm like, okay, I'm at least going to pray about it. So then I felt like, I was like, if I do this channel, give me more information. And I felt like the Lord was saying, well, you're supposed to make it a charity. And I didn't really understand what that meant because they would be free workouts. So it's not like I'm making any money off of it. How is this supposed to be a charity? I'm like, am I supposed to donate soup cans every time somebody does a workout? I don't know. But again, supposed to be listening to the prompting of the spirit. So I write that down. I'm like, YouTube question, charity question. And, oh, and I had never journaled before this, but Mark yeah. said you had to journal. So this is my first time journaling. And it's awesome because I got to capture all of this in a notebook. <laughs> and so then I said, okay, well then what charity, what charity is it supposed to be? And I clearly heard now it was not an audible voice, but it was a voice in my head clear as day. And I have it written down because it's a really weird thing to write down the peanut butter substance that helps feed starving kids. And I was like, what the heck does that mean? And so mentioned in the book in about two sentences, and this was chapters before, Mark Batterson had written, wrote about a coffee shop where good ideas had come out of, one of which was the invention of what's called RUTF, ready-to-use therapeutic food. And it's these basically peanut butter bars that are helping kids um, – who are severely malnourished, um, severe acute malnutrition, not what we have here in the United States. Um, and that it, these peanut butter bars are getting them out of that cycle of severe acute malnutrition. So I look up what that peanut butter substance is and was about to click off the page, think no more of it. And at the very bottom of the page, there was a hashtag active for good. And I was like, Hmm, what's that? So I click on the hashtag active for good, and it turns out there was an organization um, that is rewards people's exercising by donating the packets wow. of the peanut butter substance. And that is my first encounter with meeting the Holy Spirit, because all of a sudden I, I didn't want to do the channel. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how it had to do with the charity. I didn't even know what this peanut butter thing was. There is no way you can chalk that up to coincidence. I've shared this story with atheist friends and even them, they go like, that's really a strange coincidence. I mean, that you really can't say that that's a coincidence that affected me directly to that organization. And, um, and at that moment I knew that I was supposed to start the channel and um, from there on, I I got to recognize, wow, the Holy Spirit is alive and active and is able to communicate to us if we're willing to listen. And that's where that peace comes in. But you have to be able to, you have to, you have to know the Father's voice in order to be able to hear it. And so it really just started a tremendous journey. And I, I have so many different things I could say about it, but it would take us all night, so... That is amazing. It is funny because like, yeah, that's really happy with the Holy Spirit because even the hashtag you clicked on active, what was it again? Active, active for, for good, which is the yeah. organization that rewards people's exercising by feeding, by giving you those, giving out those packets. Yeah. So that was truly no coincidence at all. That is so amazing. And I guess 2020 had a lot 
going on for a lot of people because that's when I first decided to do this podcast. And it's something similar, you know, at the time I was reading, I wasn't going to church or anything. And I tell people I had a chance to detox and I had a chance to sit back and just talk to God and just spend time with him and just get to know him differently. And while I was doing that, something was like, you should start another podcast. And I was like, I don't want to because I already have one. And I was like, it's going to be a lot of work. Um, I don't even know what to podcast about. And I knew it had to be something that talked about people having a relationship with God. I just didn't know how that would work out or even a format or what I would talk about or even a name for the podcast. So it's like after a lot of talking and like, God, I don't want to do it. But I can hear the Holy Spirit like literally telling me what to do. And so it's like one night I woke up early in the morning, like maybe three o'clock. I was just laying there. Something was like finding God. That's the podcast. I was like, oh, finding God. So then I I did kind of what you did when I had my devotion. I wrote it down. I was like, well, what am I going to talk about? Like, I had no clue. And then I got another idea, which is like, have it be an interview podcast where you don't really talk about religion. You talk about having a relationship with God so that everybody can understand it's about a relationship. And also people who don't even go to church to listen to these stories and it would resonate with them. So I was like, okay. So it was one of those things. And I knew it was the Holy Spirit talking to me because like you, it wasn't like an audible voice for me. It was like an uh, audible thought, like a thought that you can plainly hear, like, okay, I know this is what this is, but it wasn't a voice, but it's something, you know, okay, I need to write this down. I need to pay attention. So yeah, I guess it was just that year because that's when I started the podcast, like the next year. But I did start recording and reaching out to people to do interviews. And then I started the podcast like in 2021. So I totally get where you're coming from. (laughs) So tell me what, how many packets have you guys given away as of today? Well, it started out where we were um, participating in the monthly challenges where, where people use the app and Mm -hmm. the active for good app, you would log your workouts and then the packets would be donated. And then our numbers started getting so big that um, we uh, ended up just donating the money from the fitness channel to um, to the the parents uh, the parent company, which is Mana Nutrition, which mm-hmm. funded their little branch um, of Active for Good. And so now, whenever people do a workout on my fitness channel, because all of the money from the ads is donated um, to Mana Nutrition. Um, and we have it allocated to go directly to the RUTF, the peanut butter packets. Mm-hmm. When you just go onto my YouTube channel and do a workout, the ad money that comes from that is being donated directly to Mana Nutrition. And, um, and we're donating about $200 a month, which isn't much now. And I'm trying to be patient because I've been reading about the Israelites complaining and, you know, and um, wanting more and, I keep, I find myself being there and saying, Hey, like, why isn't this huge? Why am I not donating $50,000 and having this blow up? Because God, you can make that happen. And I feel like God's saying, be really happy with what I have blessed in this journey so far, because there is growth in the weight. And my faith has grown so much. If God had just blown it up at the beginning I don't think I would have had all the growth that I've experienced over the last several years. And, um, but yeah, it, the channel got monetized and actually speaking of the Holy spirit, there's actually a really cool verse, um, that 
that went with that when I was first discovering the spirit, I was like, Hey Lord, what's my timeline for this? Please just give me some sort of sign. Well, for in you version, if you have the you version app, the Bible app, um, the verse of the day, that day, I remember I was praying for that sign said, and this will be a sign for you. Um, this year you will eat what grows by itself in the second year, what springs from that. But in the third year, sow and reap plant vineyards and eat their fruit. And I felt like that was the Lord saying, it's going to take three years Mm -hmm. to really get this going. And sure enough, going into my third year, one month before going into my third year, I got um, the message from YouTube saying that we were officially monetized. So that's um, awesome. It's, it's, you know, when, when we're willing to, um, to listen to the, to the Lord and pray specific prayers. So I had Mm -hmm. to pray a specific prayer for that. And then I had to be reading my Bible to actually get get that answer from the Lord. So all of that was all new to me. I didn't I didn't know how to do that and I didn't really appreciate the fact that we have access yes. to the power that is um what that raised Jesus from the dead that heals. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize we had access to that until this whole experience and then I I was like I feel like I got a superpower. And I do. I got the the Holy Spirit superpower and that makes you be able to live life with such confidence. Yeah. And that's, you know, I, it's something I didn't understand. I got Jesus and I got God. I had no clue about the Holy Spirit. And now that I have that relationship with the Holy Spirit, it changes everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I like how you said how sometimes you find yourself getting a little impatient, but I think that's normal. Cause it's like, sometimes you want to do so much good and want to help so many people. And so when it doesn't exactly happen, the way we want it to happen, we can get discouraged. Because I know that's happened to me several times. Like, God, how come no one's listening? How come I don't have downloads, you know? But I've come to realize that, well, for me, it's about being consistent. So I do see people are listening. And the thing that I love the most is that not only are people listening, but people are talking. It's opening up conversations, making people think about God and religion and spirituality in a whole different way. And so I'm like, okay, I can see God working things out. Even with picking my guests, like when I first used to put like posts out on Facebook or Facebook groups, I would get maybe 10 people, but now I have like so many people until I'm all, I'm backed up until like next year. So, and people are still writing me saying, I really love to be a guest. So I do see God is working and he's actually sending me the right people at the right time to come and tell their stories. And it's funny because I think sometimes God does this for me because sometimes you know how you're going through something and then I'm editing and I'm like oh yeah you did say that and you know I get encouraged just by listening to stories and the interviews that I have already recorded but sometimes I don't know how it happens but it's like whenever I pick somebody and I'm editing it speaks to me in that moment so I can see how God is definitely working things out and using the podcast, not just to help other people, but also to speak to me and to help me as well. Well, and your guests, because you don't realize it, but today you spoke to my two children. Um, We were listening to one of your episodes as we were driving in the car, and it was, I think, your most recent episode, actually. And um, in it, 
um, your guest had said that they got baptized at age seven. Well, my kids are six and eight, but about to turn seven and nine. And they've been starting to say like, well, when should we get baptized? And me and my husband have been saying like, it's when you feel like the Lord is telling you, because we're like, that is not our decision. That is your decision. And we want you to make that, but we want it to be personal. Mm -hmm. And when they had said that they got baptized at all to age seven, the two of them started talking and saying, well, maybe this is the time that we should, maybe that's God telling us that it's our time, like that we're not too young. And so, you know, your, your podcast is definitely making that, that impact. And at least it it did for my kids today. So for sure. Wow. Thank you so much for telling me that because that is amazing. It's like, sometimes we don't realize, you know, how stories and people just talk about their experiences can be so powerful. And I love that it reached your kids and they are so small. So it shows that even younger kids can get something from the stories and the testimonies that people are sharing. So thank you for sharing that. That is amazing. I do have one more question for you. And it's a question I ask everyone. It's my, always my last question. But if there was someone out there actively looking for God, what advice would you give them? I would tell them that the search is 100% worth it. He is where the joy is. And we're always trying to find and seek, you know, if you ask the world, what's the number one thing people want? It's happiness. Well, happiness is based off of a lot of the times our circumstances. Joy, it it goes past our circumstances. It's from deep within. and the more that we gain a relationship with the Lord, the more joy that we're going to have. And if he is where the joy is, when you find him, you found you found that joy that surpasses all understanding. Awesome. I love that. Especially like when you said he is where the joy is. Because you're right. Happiness is mostly defined off of like how you're feeling that day, if you had a great day or not. But joy is something like even if you don't have a bad day, you can still be joyful. Even if things don't exactly go your way, you can still be joyful because you know God is in control. So I love that you said he is where the joy is. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for being a guest on the Finding God podcast. It was awesome talking to you. And I do plan to, um, I will have your information out there. Probably, guys, I have it in the show notes, but also I also make a post about it so you guys can make sure you get in contact with Stephanie and definitely follow her YouTube channel. Thank you so much for being a guest. All right. Thank you so much for having me again. The YouTube channel is The Fitness Mission, and um, it was a pleasure being here. Wow. I absolutely love this interview. My favorite part of the interview is when Stephanie talks about how God was prompting her and impressing upon her heart to start a YouTube channel and how at first she felt like overwhelmed because she's like, I've never done this before, but she still listened to God's voice. And I would like to encourage you today. Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes God will ask us to do things that we feel like we can't do, or he'll ask us to do things that we don't want to do. But the whole thing is like God made us for a purpose. He made us for a reason. God knows what we can do and how we can help someone and how we can actually let people see God in us. So sometimes God may ask you to do something that you're not, that you feel like you're not capable of doing. Or maybe he may prompt you to do something that you actually don't want to do. But just know, if you listen to God and if you follow him, he will never lead you wrong. If you listen to his voice and the prompting of the Holy Spirit, God will 
work things out and he'll teach you what you don't know he'll show you how to do what you feel like you can never do and he will do so much in your life just listen to god so my encouragement for you this week is if you if you feel like there's something that god wants you to do but you kind of feel like ah, i don't want to do it or don't know how to do it or you feel overwhelmed what i want you to do is take some time this week talk to god tell him your fears tell him how you're feeling overwhelmed and you don't feel like you're able to do it and then watch god work in your life and help you do that thing that he's asking you to do the song that we're going to listen to today is from our artist of the week harvest and we are going to listen to her single in love for being here with me today and for listening to another inspirational story about how people find God. If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you, I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and to make sure that you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I will also love it if you would leave a review for the podcast so that you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show. 
If you would like to get in contact with Stephanie Harvest or myself, all of our contact information can be found in the show notes. And all you have to do is click on the links below and you will definitely be able to get in contact with us. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and let me know that you would like to be a guest and I will make sure that I get in contact with you and schedule a day and time for you to record an interview. If you would like to submit music to the podcast, Click on the email address in the show notes and send me an email letting me know that you would like to submit a song for the show. In this email, send me a picture, a short bio, and an mp3 of the song that you would like to submit. Well, I think that's all for now, so until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.